0: Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Mental Health Gaming Podcast. I'm all over the shop today, so I've not even thought of a piffy intro, but that becomes a piffy intro uh, because I'm all over the shop and it's not normal, but there we go. And I'm joined by someone who's actually got their head screwed on, Stu. How you doing, Stu?
1: Not bad. I don't know if I've ever been accused of having my head screwed on properly before, but it's nice to hear.
0: Yeah, though. well, compared to me, it's, you know i set a low bar
1: (laughs) well i didn't want to say but yeah
0: so just to go straight into things um to try and sort of get my head going again for anyone anyone listening this is kind of what adhd does to you i've tried to focus on a couple of different things and i can't get my head around just one thing at the moment but you'll hear me soon become probably hyper focused so again maybe it's intriguing so on that note and to try and get me down a single path. What have you been playing, Stu? Let's bring some order to this.
1: (laughs) I kind of understand what you mean about, I mean, I obviously don't, I obviously don't have, well, not obviously don't have ADHD, it's an entire possibility, but I don't have ADHD. But when you say about not being able to focus, I kind of get that because I have it in different areas of my life on, on different occasions. Yeah, I suppose the way that my brain works because of kind of work, um, work sort of trammelled the way that I think into a, a decent path over many years uh, but before that I was kind of very, I was pretty scatty myself and all over the place and I liked to focus on stuff I enjoyed but I was very dismissive of stuff I didn't so mm. that that kind of made me less I don't know yeah probably a bit less successful than I should have been maybe early on like in school and stuff but yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, there's another ramble. <laughs> um, I've in,
0: had in all the wrong ways. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but um, <laughs> we'll accept it. But yeah, so games wise, uh, I've been a bit rambly there as well, so I've played quite a lot. I carried on playing um, Sinara Wild Hearts. I'm nearly right at the end now and I'll be honest, when it gets to about halfway point, it really starts getting good, like really ramps up. And it becomes, as you know, I'm I'm not talking to you about this because you've played it, but the audience, that it, it kind of goes into a thing where it's kind of paying homage to old games as well as doing something completely new. So it's still a kind of music action game. It's still on rails in most senses, but it kind of draws in a load of old arcade-style games as well, plus stuff from, you know, the early 32-bit era as well, and the music gets even better, and it just it goes on this upward trajectory of getting better and better, and it's gone from a game I enjoyed to a game that I'm starting to fall in love with, so that's fantastic. So, kind of feeling bad about getting to the end, because <laughs> it's one of those where you like discovering each new song and each new uh, pattern. But yeah, no, it's great. And also carrying on with yoshi's crafted world i could have finished it by now but i've been deliberately taking it slow because it's so much good fun unwinding unwinding in the evenings because it's so gentle and stuff like that yeah but there was the uh fighting game sale on steam and i bought ultra street fighter 4 so i, I had street fighter 4 for years in the past on the ps4 but i rebought it because it was cheap and yeah i've been really enjoying that i i mean i only play it sort of single player against the cpu but
0: the last good one as well isn't it it
1: is yeah street fighter 5's garbage real terrible misstep that game i thought and i don't even love street fighter i love street fighter 4 by the standards of fighting games and gaming but in terms of street fighters it's the weakest of the ones i like if that makes any sense so kind of like it kind of goes back to the first game but keeps in some of the important stuff. So it's kind of like Super Street Fighter 2, but better balanced. But it doesn't have any any of the excitement and over the topness of the Alpha games and it doesn't have the precision uh well I don't believe it does. The precision and the excellent counter system of, of Third Strike, Street Fighter 3. So it, it's not perfect, but it's a great bit of fun and it looks amazing even today 10 years on. So yeah i've been really enjoying blasting through that on my own and the last one is can
0: I, before, you, before you carry on can i just regale you with two very quick stories about street fighter and myself please do very and these will be very quick uh, one um street fighter 4 was one of the games that was showcased to me at the Eurogamer event to show off on live um, and it's still the game that even though you could tell it wasn't perfect for life that convinced me that one day streaming games will become a thing that actually is viable because it, it with the right settings, I mean, with a perfect network and things like that, it worked absolutely wonderfully. And that was street fighter four. Also, I just want to point out, I am the greatest player at street fighter five ever. I've got a hundred percent record online. Just, just want to point that out. I am one zero and 0 One game? And who did you beat? I don't know. Someone from Brazil or something like that, I think it was. So probably I probably won because of lag.
1: <laughs> they didn't know what the game was. <laughs> you just started to.
0: Oh, die. To be fair. Yeah. But, so I told cool. you it'd be quick. Your turn. Carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a great one. And the last one I'm going to talk about is uh, Raw Data, uh, which is quite an old VR game by they the VR standard now, and it's sort of like robo-recalls. So there's a lot for people who don't play VR. Obviously, there's a lot of kind of wave shooters where there's a lot of enemy movement, but you're comparatively static, like you move around, but moving around isn't the key to the game. The key to the game is, is accuracy. So kind of like, you know, um, missile... Div- uh, what's the one where you have the trackball missile command?
0: Yeah, that was Miss Alcanand, I think. Yes. Yeah,
1: that's it, isn't it? Yeah. Um yes, yeah, so, sort of that thing of you being r- relatively static and, you know, you, it's the aiming that's the the important thing and there's tons of them, but this is one of the first that did it really well. And yeah, it's 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 great. It's even though it, you know the graphics aren't amazing, the some of the physics are a little bit iffy. It's still got that great thing in VR of once you're in there it's like standing in an arcade where all of the lights and the sounds just blur around you and you're totally focused and you're locked into that world and you, you get into the zone in VR I find quicker than you do in the quote unquote real world because you're encapsulated so it's much much easier to get into the zone and just be focused on the game and something that you're going to touch on about positive mental health for you playing video games there's loads of that potential in vr simply because it locks you in it takes you away and it's entirely designed to be fun and yeah so raw data does it really really well and yeah i've been really enjoying that as well
0: excellent yeah i I, I want to make a comment on um um, with wild hearts but i'm going to save that for later in the show because it's kind of important to to that discussion but yeah, I've still, even though I gave VR a go, I did end up moving on my VR unit because with kids about and my eye struggles, I just couldn't get into it. I'm glad I've tried it, yeah. but I just couldn't find the time. Struggled with depth of percep- uh, my depth perception within VR as well, which was really weird. Yeah. Because if I look at um, like a 3DS screen, I can't see the 3D. And because of the way in 3D works, it needs you to have both eyes working. But I could see the 3D really well in VR, but it stressed me out because even though I could see the 3D and I was in a 3D space and I could feel myself inside it, the depth perception just wasn't there. So whereas when I first tried 3D with MotorStorm many years ago and you had the benefits of knowing where the corners were and you could judge those, I couldn't do that anymore. So I was trying Project Cards 2 in in um, VR, and I couldn't judge that properly at all. And it was really beginning to frustrate me. So I thought, right, I've tried it, and it is spectacular. VR, when done right, is absolutely wonderful. But my son's just like, yeah, I'd just rather be playing on a screen, Dad. I don't care. So he wasn't getting use of it, and I was getting frustrated. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bizarre one because when I did lose myself in it, so when I played Tetris in it, which is about the only game I could play in it properly. Because even though it's in a three D environment around you and the sounds are there and everything, it's still just a two D plane because it's Tetris. Yeah. And i go got long gonna be talking Tetris effect in a in a bit, so you know, be prepared. But You did you did that.
1: warn us. You did warn us last week.
0: Yes. And I don't know if it's worth having a PSVR set up just for one game and so i needed some needed cash as well because of birthdays and christmas coming up so i was like right it was a fun experiment but it's over for me which is a shame because there are some still some really interesting games but because of my own conditions uh, like with my eyes and things like that i'm just not going to get the best out of it which is a shame
1: in your defense and a lot of people's defense there are lots of barriers to vr and Mm. you know uh, And then not even, like, even if you like, it looks at you being like a quote unquote normal person. Yeah. You know, which I kind of reject. Like for even at the very, very basic level, you if you want to wear glasses with it, it's an uncomfortable experience. Yes. So I, I bought like lenses like separately for like 70 quid or something ridiculous. Um, really expensive because they're like you know, prescription lenses, just so that I didn't have to wear my glasses because it ruined the experience. And that's a really minor thing. But if you've got any other eyesight issues, if you've got any balance issues, you know, several other minor complaints range range up to major ones uh, and chronic illnesses and uh, stuff, y- you're going to be out, you know, you're going to mm. be out of the experience. So it is a very it is a very limited thing, even with like the, the Oculus Quest 2, which takes away all the cables and, you know, expands it for people, it still limits itself to a certain set of people.
0: Yeah, I, I will try it again, hopefully sort of down the line when my kids are older; I uh, haven't got to worry about what they're possibly doing while I'm in a VR environment. And as I said, <laughs> as it as it as it improves, and you say the Quest Two, which takes away the cables, what? How far can that go? How far can that improve? And if I can literally just pick up a headset and pop it on, um, because it's got a battery charge or whatever, or even just one power cable or something like that, do you know what? Great, that's going to make it more accessible for me. But it's the setup for me that's needed and finding the time to do it when I get maybe an hour at most at any one time to play something like that involved hopefully I'll go back to it one day but and it's not it's not me slamming on VR it's not me blaming VR or the makers because it's like me going well I can't drive a Formula One car you know there's too many barriers of entry to it it's still going to be great it's just not for me
1: yes yeah and even as a VR advocate I understand completely all of its drawbacks so yeah yeah it's a tough one yeah so
0: a few things I say i have been playing tetris effect and i will come to that in a sec but another game i actually got last night so a few days ago when people are listening to this and the review might be out for it by then how do you feel Stu, about niche sports but so basically sports that aren't football or any of the major major league, like American sports, the basketball, baseball, American football. How do you feel about them?
1: In terms of watching them, not really fussed, but in terms of playing them, they can be absolutely superb, like on a game, as a game.
0: Yeah, so I've, I've always had a fascination with these. So I've got um, a Speedway game, and it still frustrates me that Speedway has not seen a bigger development in terms of it being a game. And one I've got, it's it, it's it's average in terms of how it plays, but I really enjoy it. The Casey Powell lacrosse games, I love those. I like the rugby games because you know they're still good and they're people who love them, but they don't have the time and money in them to make them perfect simulations, so they're a bit quirky with it. Um. So another one that's came out this week, this week, I think it is. It's come out. It might be last week or it might be coming out next week. But it came into my inbox handball 21 nice and oh my word it's um really well done this game I, I i've played it and i'm not gonna lie i haven't got a clue what i'm doing i get the idea i've watched it at the olympics and things like that and it's like it's a really always intrigued me as one but not one that you can easily get access to watch in the uk you can in europe by the way but it's kind of like a mix of, I suppose, basketball, football, but obviously using your hands, like which you can't do in football. Two teams of, I want to say, six uh, face off against each other, and it's you have an attack phase and a defense phase. So basically, as soon as you get a shot away, you either score or you miss, and the, and the ball passes over. You set up defensively while the other team try and move the ball around and throw it into the goal which sounds like it should be easy throwing a ball into a goal from just over seven meters away should be easy but obviously the professional teams know how to block how to force you to take a bad shot and all things like that so i've been playing handball 21 and i i I suck at it so far i don't quite get the rules so i need to watch some handball videos uh, not on how to play the game but how the actual game is played It still has a few of the foibles that you'd expect. So it's a little bit wooden in terms of how players move, because obviously if you look at FIFA, NBA 2K, Madden, they've they've developed that engine over decades. So player movements have been built on a solid base and built up from that, whereas this is maybe a first or second attempt. I'm not sure which. So player models are a little bit wooden. Everyone moves Pretty much the same because they probably don't have the money to get everyone in to do full mocap cap and, and things like that. But that being said, I've, I've been playing it and I suck. And I'm like, but I want to play more of this. Presentation-wise, it's brilliant. It's up there with, with FIFA and the likes. And it's just such a good game. And what I like about these games, same with Casey, uh, uh, Casey Powell lacrosse, and some of the, like, the motocross games, as, as, as I've mentioned before, the speed, like, they bring exposure to these sports to people who otherwise wouldn't get them. Um, and, yeah, it's, it, it's, i say it's ropey, but it's brilliant. Uh, it's going to introduce me to a, a, probably a YouTube rabbit hole of handball.
1: Yeah, <laughs> why not? Yeah, it, I mean, it's a funny one. It To me, it's a bit like rugby itself in that. I don't really see much excitement in people carrying the ball. I think, yeah, because when you look at like the best bits of basketball and footy, mm. it's a, like you have to have that constant control. It's the, the ball is constantly going away from you and coming back, like lots and lots and lots. And so like even when it's in your possession... It, you have to have a ton of skill just to keep it under control. Whereas with handball and rugby, uh, just as two examples, yeah, and tennis is is on the same side as football and, and basketball. You know, the, the ball is constantly in motion. But that thing of it being in your control, in your most, in your hand, which is the most useful limb that you have, uh, yeah, it, it's instantly not as exciting if you see what I mean because of uh, car- just carrying f- for a lot of the time. So I think that's what limits it. But yeah. from a game game perspective, you can turn all of that into into positives. You just take the best bits and you amplify them. Like Brian Lara cricket going back hundreds of years. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no playing it as a game. Great.
0: Yeah, weirdly it's got a um, physics-wise actually apart from the, the slightly stilted animations of the players. Physics-wise when you take a shot One of the issues I've always had with, like, the cricket games is that everything seems like it's pre-canned. So you bowl, it will hit a certain spot with a certain spin, and that will determine exactly what that what that's gonna do within the game. Your timing of a button press with it with a for the swing of a bat will determine exactly where that ball's gonna go. So it kind of goes, right, it's going in this direction and it's gonna go there. So that's what it's gonna do. Rather than having just that complete control, cricket games have never managed to get that right, like I think the baseball games have with this i i found there was actually sort of some really good physics where he was taking shots and it was going all over the goal all over it wasn't kind of set that you've aimed it there and it's going to go in that general direction and then pre canned the animation because i had one where i threw it it glanced and it done a slow-mo replay it glanced off the goalkeeper's thigh hit the post and then hit the back of the goalkeeper's head and went in, just completely, like, natural, Yeah. Um, whereas, like, again, in, in days gone by, and what I would have expected from a game like this is the AI's calculator right, it's hit the goalie's fire. it's going to fly off in this direction, but it didn't. There was a natural physics to it, and that drew me in instantly that it's got that. Um, so again, I'm hoping this gets some success. I mean, I'm not going; I'm not expecting everyone to go out and rush and buy this and make it like a super successful behemoth of a game. Now, but I hope it gets enough sales that they can do a Handball Twenty Two, improve on what this is because it's a very solid starting base, and maybe give an alternative to the usual boredom yearly updates of the current popular sports titles because yeah, it's it's really enjoyable. And then we can start looking at my long term dream of one day getting kabaddi 25.
1: <laughs> so, you were a fan of Channel 4 back in the
0: 90s then? I was. I absolutely got into kabaddi. Yeah. Um, we played it at school and everything. It was the one thing, actually, despite my um, being bullied at school, there was one thing that brought us all together at one point, and that was playing kabaddi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone joining around the playground, there was like, for a period of time, everyone was playing kabaddi. No, I did get hurt because Kabaddi's bloody brutal. Um, and I'm sure I've got a few extra digs in there and stuff like that, but yeah. it's one of my positive memories from school, was playing Kabaddi <laughs> because I was pretty good at it as well.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, they also used to have um, basketball, funnily enough, didn't they, before Sky snaffled it all up. Yeah. Such a shame.
0: Yeah, they had everything. Yeah. Wind surfing. Windsurfing. Mm. Eurosport had the tractor pulling and the trail biking and... I think the mo- I think Britain's most famous sportsman who no one's ever heard of has got to be Dougie Lampkin.
1: Yeah, no, it's a new one on me.
0: Ah, uh, Dougie Lampkin was the world's greatest trial biker. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I used to love watching him. I mean, a lot of people watch Kickstart. Was that what it was called oh, on my yeah. TV? God,
1: I used to love that. And Junior Kickstart, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, but basically it was that, but at a grander scale when Dougie Lampkin was the best. Look up YouTube videos of him. He's amazing. Friend of mine knew him because he's from the Isle of Man, I believe. Uh, But yeah, Huggy Lampkin, Um, bring back more sports like that. Again, I I like the trials games, but they're too far fetched. I still always wanted a trials game that was just more grounded in reality. But there we go that, that's me I might do a whole thing on um, niche sports titles and why, why I love them you
1: should and we should have a, a chat in uh, for those who don't know and if you're a Patreon subscriber you get a free bonus cast from us well not free because you're paying but uh, <laughs> a bonus cast called After Hours uh, so we'll have to talk about uh, niche sports on that and how uh, the changing face of, of sports broadcasting in the UK because uh, there was some brilliant stuff so yeah we'll go back to that
0: a couple of other bits I've been playing, I'm not going to touch on those, but it's a pure pool, more Jurassic World Evolution, both fantastic. But the other thing I've been playing, and I suppose this will transition into our main conversation, is Tetris Effect Connected. So, essentially, Tetris is going to be game of the year for me for the past four years, including this year. Um, So, Puyo Puyo Tetris, Tetris Effect, Tetris 99, Tetris Effect again, absolutely, yeah, it's spectacular. I've I've waxed lyrical about it, there's an article on the site which I'll link to in the descriptions for this, but it's, yeah.
1: So, question, what's the connected part? Because there's already a Battle Royale game, so what does the internet connected bit of... Uh, Tetris Effect do
0: Adds multiplayer uh, Because Tetris Effect doesn't have multiplayer Tetris Effect Connected is Enhances foray into multiplayer Now It's got a few different variants It doesn't go down the Battle Royale Route, it's left that completely To Tetris 99 Which is a shame in a, in a way because again You are limited to trust the Switch for Battle Royale But you know That's what it is So you've got your basic score attack mode, which is you play modern Tetris, and I'll come to why I'm calling this modern Tetris in a minute, where you basically rack up the highest score um, until one of you has hit, like basically filled your will, and whoever gets the highest score in that, in that period is the winner. Um, you've got classic score attack. There's zone control which is a variant on modern multiplayer Tetris, where you send junk back and forth based on your combos, your T-spins and all all things like that, but with the added ability of going into the zone that you get within the Tetris Effect journey mode. And that's done with the more traditional best of three.
1: This all sounds amazing.
0: (laughs) It is, it is brilliant. Um, and the other mode is co-op Tetris. Um, so this is Tetris connected, <laughs> um, which is what I think they're throwing everything into. So essentially it's three players join up and take on a boss uh, because Tetris now has a boss rush mode, which is wonderful. So the boss has got his own well, and he's filling it up and he sends all kinds of power-ups your way. Um, so he can remove bricks from whatever you're trying to set up. He can add junk, loads of different things. And the more further you get, the harder it gets, the more he can do to sort of like put you off. But you're all filling up your wells. You're all trying to build up your meters. So every time you clear a line, you, you, each one of you fills up a meter. The more lines you clear, the quicker you clear them, the faster that meter fills up. When that meter fills up, you all join together and you get instead of your individual wells one giant like well to play in one that giant play area and then basically you work together taking turns dropping your individual pieces to create massive lines and then you build those lines up and whatever you build up in this mode sends a bunch of junk the other way to the boss all the time he can go into a defensive mode where he starts clearing lines and it reduces the damage and the junk you send his way which again it's just adds this really good layout of strategic thinking and yeah you do this and you it's a boss rush mode because you kill the first boss and then another one comes and you have to beat him and then another one and you get three per area essentially but it is yeah it is wow if you have told me back in you know the late 80s early 90s that there would be more ways to play Tetris than you could ever imagine. I've just gone, you crazy. You know, NES and Game Boy Tetris, that's all you need. You can't, why, why, why mess with the simplistic perfection that is Tetris? But somehow, somehow we've got Tetris that mixes with another puzzle game entirely and does a crossover. You've got a Tetris battle royale. Multiplayer Tetris became a thing. You've got this trippy, weird, musical experience of Tetris. You've now got variants of multiplayer Tetris and this now co-op bus rush mode. And it's just I it just blows my mind still just how wonderful this version of Tetris is and that we continue to innovate what is the core building block almost to every modern video game and still be fresh and new. It's yeah, absolutely wonderful.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna say something controversial now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that Tetris would be nowhere and nothing in the last few years without Tetsuya Mitsuguchi and uh, Lumens. I think that he rescued it from uh, a spiral into just repeating itself over and over. Um, by...
0: You are on about my mate Tetsuya Mitsuguchi by any yeah. chance?
1: Yeah your best mate. Uh...
0: My best mate We're like that he retweeted me. More
1: than
0: once. Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah I completed <laughs> the internet. He <laughs> <laughs> totally did that. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, you just need I, a Hideo code- Kojima. I tried explaining that to non gamers. They was like, What? And I was like, Right. Who do you really like? And they went, um, I, 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 I like. Um, Oh, is, I'd like someone said oh prince I, I, I love prince it's my favorite music i thought imagine you wrote something about prince and prince himself retweeted it and i went oh right okay yeah i get it now i was like that's what it was um well
1: yeah you'd have to do it through a medium these days but i take your point but yeah. um <laughs> but yeah no well uh, yeah he, he's the absolute god of of resurrecting tetris i think in my opinion anyway
0: for a lot of people yes i mean what i will state is i still think i mean tetris has always had a core group of people who play it have you ever seen high level tetris by the way with the best of the best going at each other
1: yes i have i watched uh oh god what was it a documentary oh no that was it i think there's a youtube video that's right mm. you may even have sent it to me years ago possibly um of <laughs> um the uh, the best I think is the best Tetris player in the world um, playing uh, Tetris Effect for the first time yes. and playing in. Uh- Playing it in VR, and he said because of the high refresh rate, he was able to be even better. And uh, yeah, that was like a thirty-minute vid or something. And yeah, yes, God, he was amazing. So yeah,
0: that's the best classic Tetris player in the world. Whereas there's the modern Tetris players are are better um, at the modern Tetris. But they, you see them, and they've completed like eight combo um with like t-spin triples thrown in t-spin doubles by the time you even worked out what they're doing with their first drop and that's as someone who understands tetris i I sit there watching tetris i watch what they do and i'm just like right i've got to re-watch that to get an idea of what they actually did so people who are new to tetris when they see these high level players must just not comprehend what they are doing you look and go this can't be possible and I feel so because there's going to be a lot of people probably experiencing not just Tetris connected for the first time, not just multiplayer for the first time, but maybe Tetris for the first time because it's free on game pass, um, on both Xbox and um, the PC versions. So people could be trying this for the first time. And if you are one of those people, and because I know our target audience, you're going to be aware, most going can be aware of Tet- what Tetris is. But if you are, one of those people who's going to be experiencing this for the first time in a long time or the first time since maybe Game Boy Tetris and you want to venture online, honestly, don't be scared. Take your defeats. I spent, when I first went into multiplayer Tetris, I think I went hundreds of games without getting a win, getting absolutely handed to me. Seeing that people were doing these uh, T-spin doubles and not working out how to do that and keep mucking them up. Triples took me years to get, years to get right, and Z and S spins. Even now, I I've, I I have to have a certain setup to get it. I can't naturally get those those done. But stick with it. Play offline against a computer. Take your defeat, and then you will get better. And honestly, just play journey mode. um Because what what Tetris Effect does, and this is not even the connected part of it. What Tetris Effect does brilliantly. I suppose this is where we're going to transition into the the main topic of today, is what that does is it's relaxing. There's no, I mean, you can fail, that's that's fine, but never to the point where the game's mocking you for it. It just goes, oh, you failed, go on, go in again. Let's rescore this. Go on, off you go. Enjoy the music. And it's, it's a great piece of escapism. So just practice in there. You might get a better score and then use that as a target to improve. It allows you to sort of plan. It allows you to be concise and thoughtful in what you're doing, but it also allows you to discover how to rectify mistakes and how to learn from your mistakes. And I think that is a great message that it sends. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll have a link to this as well, but there was a recent article that's doing the rounds and people in the uk would have likely seen it linked in the guardian where well, oxford academics have done research and their data has showed that gaming can help with your mental well-being now are you shocked by that Stu? it's a funny
1: one uh i'm not but i can imagine how many people would be
0: yeah it's um, it's weird because I mean that's a drum we've been beating um fr- from the ins- or something like, like individually we've probably been beating that drum for years, but as a site that's been our message from day one that there can again we've not done the hey games are only good for your mental health because we know some of the vile practices there are um, such as loot boxes aren't good for mental health, but yeah it seems to be more and more people are beginning to understand now that there are benefits to escapism or or the tasks that you get in certain video games. And I know they focused on, um, animal crossing and oddly plants versus zombies, the newer one, uh, battle for neighborville, which was crap. But yeah, they focused on those two games. It's like, um, you could have chose hope better than plants versus zombies. Yeah. Bizarre. And what I found really interesting about using these two games, and I can't really say much. So I've not played Plants vs Zombies newer one properly uh, because it, I just didn't get on with it. Um, the first Plants vs Zombies um, fighting game what was it uh, Garden Warfare, not not the original Plants vs Zombies, which was a uh, tower defense, but the uh, Garden Warfare one. Really good, really enjoyed that, and that that would have been a better one to focus on. But anyway, anyway, Animal Crossing again is a really weird one because it is relaxing, but it's also busy work. And as relaxing as it is, in the end, I, when I broke from it because I had other stuff to play, I kind of lost the desire to go back to it because it was like, oh, all that work I'm going to do, I'm going to all these weeds I've got to sort out. I've What can I actually do? What do I want to build? And if I do this, I've got to wait a day, maybe two days to get, uh, asked for this thing to be built and then for it to actually be built. It kind of got that to me, and, but it's while you're playing, it is super relaxing, but what I'd like to see them do based on this is, instead of just focusing on these couple of games, is actually expand this research to more games and work out why games like Doom, Tetris, FIFA even, why games like that in, in certain environments are good for your, 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 uh, your positive mental health as well. Because sometimes shooting something in the face is great because it allows you to get rid of um, any stresses you might be feeling from a bad day or a bad week. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's fine to shoot something in the face in a video game, and that can be beneficial. But they, they seem to have gone for, in this research, the two or oh, two games that are the least inoffensive. Uh, because imagine if they come out and went, Call of Duty, yeah, that's really good for mental health. You'd have had people up in arms.
1: Absolutely, I think that it's a very studied, uh, a very you know specific <laughs> uh, attempt to say, oh look, we we want these conclusions to be scientific, and they will be, and and you could probably pick, you know, from very many large a large pool of games, but we're specifically picking cute ones so that we don't upset the apple cart kind of thing, and. Um, I think there's I think they're able to do this at this stage because uh, there's there seems to be a shift now where, like you said a week ago or two weeks ago that everyone everyone who's an adult now everybody on earth has grown up with the potential to play games yeah. like and you know ninety nine percent of them probably have and that Difference has meant that when in the past you'd have kind of oh well you, you only play kind of the older games like shooters and stuff when you're older and you, you're you the stuff like Mario is for the kids and you know it's for younger people I think there's none of that stigma now so you know it's, it's probably mainly adults who play Animal Crossing and I know that loads of kids do as well, but it just means all ages actually play them instead of feeling like they shouldn't because they're too cutie and too childish. And so they can get a wide enough pool of people uh, who've been playing games long enough uh and also you know games that are um accessible and cute so that they can do the study properly and like you said i think they could do that with doom or you know anything like that as well and just show that release of it's that constant winning it's that constant success you know whether it's a plant that you've uh you know like a a flower that you've planted suddenly sprouts or whether it's you know a, a a uh, demon exploding into chunks—it's that constant success of defeating or achieving something over and over again—that's that's great for your mental health.
0: Yeah, and uh, the reason I didn't want to reply to it when we first started the show, uh, something like Cyanara Wild Hearts as well. Now I, I get why they wouldn't use something like that because I would go probably ninety-nine percent of their readership would go, "What the hell is that?" Uh, whereas people know what Animal Crossing is and they know what a Plants versus Zombies is, I suppose but cyanide wild hearts is a it's a really exceptional title it's rhythm action but without the, the clear obvious like guitar hero is a rhythm action game where you go right here's my beats bang 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 i've got to do it um crypt of the necro dancer cadence hyrule again they're very obvious beats of here it is same with that bpm that you reviewed for the site it's very obvious that you've got to do things in this specific theme, whereas um, I found personally that um, Sayonara Wild Hearts had a lot more freedom to it. It didn't feel like I was playing a rhythm action game where I had to hit these beats precisely. It felt something else. It felt like it was something else. And the music and the rhythm of it aided me along and helped me in, like just lose myself to this game and enjoy the unfolding story and the different music, the settings, the slight gameplay changes. And when it was over, um, I know you said you're kind of not looking forward to it being over because you're worried it's going to be over too soon, but I still pop that game on now. And again, I just go back and do random levels um, and just enjoy the music. Yeah. Same with Tetris effect. There's certain levels where I just, you know, I love the music and I could just listen to the soundtrack, but there's something about doing something while you're listening to that music that just has, it has a power. And I can't explain what that power is um, because I don't think, like, that's something you can sit there and just listen to and chill out. You need to be doing something. And I think that's the same with Sayonara Wild Hearts. You need to be doing something. So even though you've got this music, this, this wonderful music, wonderful soundtrack seeping into your consciousness, it's doing it at a subconscious level because you're concentrating on doing other things. And that is such a rhythm-based thing as well. And it all flows so wonderfully that you just end up, you just lose yourself completely. Honestly, I, I play that game on the Switch. Headphones in, on the Switch, on my own, sometimes not long before I go to bed, and it just allows calmness to come over me. Yeah, But I don't think you can explain that game to general audience. Um, so as much as I sort of mock the frustration of why are they only using Animal Crossing and Plants vs. Zombies, I get it. But um, what I'm hoping they do is they start to use this as a way of now introducing people to all the wonderful games that are out there that can have this effect.
1: Definitely. Yeah, because it, it can be transformative. I've not had a chance to read the article yet, but I hope they go on to say uh, that there's a potential for it to be used as a therapeutic tool. Like, do they mention that at all?
0: Uh, they talk more about getting it as an evidence of the concept about it being beneficial rather than doing harm. They talk about that, um, and they mention about that they need to get this understood by like the World Health World Health Organization and the NHS and things like that. But they don't say specifically this is our aim. I think it's kind of hinted at. Yeah. yeah. So again, I, I'm hoping they'll look at next and go in. I suppose next time the big controversy comes out with, I don't know, like a Mortal Kombat or a Call of Duty or whatever, they can have the evidence that says, actually, look, we've got the evidence here that shows that 99.9994% of people that play Call of Duty have actually benefited from it. You know, we can see, you know, from our study show that these people don't actually want to go out and have violent um, escapades. And what we've actually been able to discover is what can trigger somebody and things like that. And we can help people play certain games. And, and, you know, it could be that we get, you know, 14-year-old Bob, because someone's named their kid Bob, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> you know, he, 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 he struggles with concentration in school. But what we found is if he goes and plays um, the latest Call of Duty for an hour before school or even, you know, it's something we introduced to school, where kids can go and we actually have video games and and PCs and things like that in the school where they can go and relax. We actually encouraged this. We found their concentration levels improved because um, I used to do it. I used to play um, Tetris, surprisingly enough, to get a focus going. So if I had to write an article and I was feeling a bit, I like, didn't have the words, I was struggling with writer's block, I'd go and play Tetris. And that will focus me, and that's what it does for me. So you can see the benefits it has, not just in terms of like making people feel good, but the focus levels it brings. And uh, we talk about the you've got to feed kids right before they go to school, feed them well, and they'll concentrate. Good, that's good. Yeah, we all get that. We all see the benefits of that. Uh, but we can also know that um, if you you know if a kid gets to play half an hour of a certain game, that could have a positive benefit. But you can't then pigeonhole that only this game will work you need to understand what does work and i'm not saying like all the school should be having grab theft auto and call of duty and doom available to a bunch of underage kids i'm not saying that but what we can have are games that are known to have a beneficial effect plants versus zombies is used and it's a great example because i suppose in a way that's gears and call of duty for a younger audience it can still have the same effect that those games have if they're tweaked properly or if they're made properly to sort of allow that. But I also don't want to see, um, obviously, games companies and indie developers or whatever going, right, what can we do for the mental health side of stuff? That's what we're going to start building our games on because they will start becoming, for want of a better word, wanky art fests um, where everyone's trying to find, you know, something deeper within the game, and that's not needed. Because for me, a okay, video I, I, video's just gone up where I look at pure pool. And that's just a pool game. that No one's done that with any deeper meaning. It's just a game of pool. But what they've got is this absolute brilliant thing that before you even open the menu, you get presented with a pool table, 15 balls, a cube ball, yourself, and you just pop balls. No order. You don't get punished for missing. You just pop balls. Do you know what that's now one of my new go-to so it's just you know what i fancy putting some balls about yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do that that's not what the game was designed for but i found meaning in that so you can you, everyone just make the games they're continuing to make minus loot boxes because they are the work of just absolute pond scum get rid of them but continue making your games let people find what they want within those games If we allow the people, if we allow more people to understand that games aren't an all, all being evil, those people who do get triggered by certain games are the same people who get triggered by certain books, TV shows, music, films, relationships, anything like that. They will get triggered by that to go and do something heinous. But if we can use video games as a way for psychiatrists to maybe determine what sort of brain pattern someone has, then maybe we can prevent that by, by, by recognising what reaction people get from video games. My son, for example, I'm I'm really sorry, I know I'm, I'm going off again, but my son, for example, he's banned from Fortnite, um, specifically Fortnite, because he gets too stressed at it, he gets too angry with that game, um and we notice it for a couple of days afterwards. He's like in a really bad mood when he plays it and he'll come off it, you know. And the reason I stopped him playing that over other stuff is Fortnite is a game that is designed to wear you down. You're not gonna win Fortnite on a regular basis. There's a hundred people there and it takes ages to win and it takes ages to get going again. So you're not gonna win. So it has a negative effect on his mental state. Um, Whether that's his ADHD, I don't know, but I I stopped him playing that. Yet he'll play Brawlhalla and he'll lose. He still get a bit, "Oh, oh, lost, I didn't want to lose. But there's not the anger that's there. He'll play Titanfall, loses that, doesn't mind. Call of Duty, again, gets a little bit wound up because that's in the heat of the moment. It doesn't affect him after the fact. Um, playing ice hockey. When he used to play ice hockey, he'd get angry in the moment. He'd get really competitive, and you see, it, and then he'd come off the ice afterwards, and he'd be like, "Yeah, so I'm done now." But Fortnite had this negative effect on him long term, so we stopped him playing it. But that's not inherently to say Fortnite's a bad game, and other people might have a positive reaction to it. So you've got to understand yourself. If you've got kids, you've got to understand your children. You've got to understand that it's not just the game that does it. As I said, we, I mentioned Doom, Mortal Kombat. That's not a go-to for it's bad for everyone or it's good for everyone. Tetris, not good for everyone. It really isn't. and I, You know, I'm not naive to think that. But finding the right game for the right people, yeah, clearly it will have the best effect. As I said, with this Animal Crossing, it's a great start because people know it and it's a popular game at the moment. But let's look further. Let's look what what other games can do. Let's actually start testing these so-called violent video games and what effect that has long-term on people as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely agree.
0: Oh, to realise, well, this one's gone long, hasn't it? A little bit. Also, I do wonder if a lot of this is because the researchers and the academics are all a bit younger now. Um, you know, the people who grew up in the, the 80s and 90s as well. And um, so they've grown up with video games
1: yeah that's kind of what i meant before as well that like it's just part of society
0: now yeah Um, yeah i mean people who are i suppose you look at when you look at people who are completely against video games apart from them being i suppose right wing mouthpieces who are just saying it for the controversy and generally it's the older folks who say it that for them the Wii is what a gaming thing should be, just that, you know, they've got their Wii with their Wii Sports and that'll do. Yeah. Or that's what they had. That was video gaming in a nutshell. Everything else is bad. But yeah, as you see, there are more and more younger people are beginning to voice their opinion. (laughs) Because you can't even use the argument to go out and do sports anymore because the top sports players play video games. So it's kind of like, well, where's your argument for that? They play video games. Exactly. You know, and your actors, you look at Brie Larson, She's massive into video games. You've had, um, was it Henry Cavill? Cavill, I can't remember, who built his own PC, yeah, Henry um, Cavill. for gaming. Yeah. And um, Terry Crews has done it. Um, Snoop, Snoop. No, we won't. We won't go into the Snoop Dogg one. That, that was that was the most bizarre E3 moment I think I've seen. Snoop Dogg sm- smoking a joint, playing Battlefield with a group of other celebrities it was just really surreal, yeah. and weird. But yeah, so more and more people who were successful at playing video games. So the argument is running thing. Um, so if anything, I would say that this, this article itself is quite tame and doesn't go into enough depth for me, but it's a start, it's a start. And that's all we can hope for. You've got to start somewhere and hopefully this is, this is it.
1: Yeah. It's all progress. Can't be bad.
0: Yeah. So again, cause I've been talking enough. I'm going to let you sign off, Stu, because you are much better at it than me, and our numbers prove it, apparently.
1: Nah, I don't believe that, but I'm happy to do it. (laughs) So, uh, as usual, yeah, please, like and subscribe in the usual places, follow us on YouTube. Uh, We do a lot of content, as Brad mentioned. Pure Pool is the latest one that he's put up as a good little eight-minute ramble about that game. Looks fantastic. Definitely worth a watch, and the one on Jurassic World Evolution that he's just done this week. Check those both out. Please join our Discord. We have active chat on there on all sorts of subjects, uh, including mental health discussion and places for you to just vent if you need to. Also, you know, follow us and join up to Patreon if you can afford it. Or just, you know, pay us a one-off on coffee. These server things don't pay for themselves, sadly. And uh, yeah, just anywhere that you can find us, especially on Twitter. Follow along and see what we're saying. And in the meantime... Have a great week, everybody, and take care.